Welcome to the Audio Equipment Podcast. My name is Griffin Brashears, an audio engineer obsessed with uncovering the stories behind the tools used to shape the musical landscape of the past, present, and future. Today I'll be joined by Nelson Walkham from the one-man operation Home Microphones. Designed and fabricated from scratch in Melbourne, Australia, Home makes premium ribbon microphones at an attractive price, made possible by selling direct and keeping overhead costs low. The designs and sound are unique and ruggedly built from raw local materials, aiming to combine the warmth and natural intimacy associated with ribbon mics with lower floor noise, extended high-frequency response, and lighter weight than what would usually come to mind for a microphone of this type. Home has made a strong reputation in the short time they've been around, and I'm so excited to feature them on the show. Good afternoon, Nelson. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Griffin. Good to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Oh, man. It's my pleasure. I've been a big fan of your microphones for a long time. Uh, yeah, owned the owned the HRO two for a while. Gets a lot of use on drum overheads. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. Um, yeah, very pleased to hear it's uh, it's doing the job for you. Almost definitely. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into kind of some of your background. So most people who build gear uh, tend to be musicians themselves. So how did you get started in music? What are some of the earlier memories you have of, you know, being a, a musician and possibly you know your own audio engineer? Um. Yeah, definitely coming from more of a musician background than audio engineering. Because so I started playing music about 12, but also started recording myself basically from the get-go. Um, so I've sort of taught myself everything I know on that side of it. Um, but yeah, I always found listening back to myself playing um, just as more, just as fun as the actual playing of the instrument itself. So um, recording seemed like a just a natural extension of making music. And um, like I have recorded in studios a little bit over the years, but I always prefer, preferred to, um, yeah, just do it myself and learn as I go. Um, awesome. What instrument do you play? Yeah. Uh, mainly guitar, but because I, I produce my own songs, so I... Um, I'll play everything to get a to get a oh, full yeah. track. One man band, yeah. Band <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know how yeah, that goes. Yeah, I love it all. It's, Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Um Yeah, and then then um I was sort of around twenty sixteen, I'd sort of reached a point where my enthusiasm for making music had sort of started to dwindle quite a lot actually. So I was um looking for something to do with my life really to be honest <laughs> you're at the crossroads yeah yeah, yeah big time yeah. big time looking over and, the um, cliff <laughs> yeah luckily i uh, i just randomly became curious about um how ribbon mics worked because i had positive experiences using them here and there in the past and um so, so i'll look into how these things work and and yeah, figured out that I could actually make one. And my intention was to make one for myself. And, um, but yeah, I instantly became obsessed and yeah. with the idea of, um, just improving it. And then, yeah, so I did that. And then, and then people seemed interested straight away. So I've just been, yeah, the ball kept rolling from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I noticed that like, when I was watching the videos of the stuff being machined, you know, you do all that in house. Like I see it kind of starts as like the cylindrical tube and you polish it and you know, you, you make, yeah. you make the ribbon in house, right. As well. Yeah. Yeah. I do as much as I possibly can yeah, in house. Yeah. Cause I enjoy, um, the manufacturing side of it 
Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to um, just outsource everything and then turn it into just another job. Yeah, it makes sense. You, know, you want the passion yeah. of, of fine tuning kind of your individual microphones for, yeah. for the use case. And, and you have a asymmetric design. Do you have a symmetrical design on, on any of it or is it all asymmetrical design? It's all asymmetrical. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was partly to do with just the constraints of when I started, you know, I had limited um, access. Well, I had no money and limited access <laughs> to. Yeah. Mother um, of invention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, those, that constraint actually led, I'm kind of, it's kind of worked out for the best because it led to me doing something a little bit unusual um having to work around those constraints and um yeah it's resulted in a mic that's um yeah because i was i was hell-bent on not copying anything or just coming up with a clone yeah no that's amazing so I've I, always, very yeah. much i think the way to go it's always nice too because i feel like there's a lot of expression left in microphone design and equipment design in general and it's, yeah. it's always cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that people build clones not necessarily just to be like copycats. I think they are legitimately inspired by, you know, the the style yeah. or voicing of a microphone. But it is really refreshing and nice to see original designs like from the ground up. Like I wanted to build a ribbon and I wanted to do it okay. this way. And I think that was cool. That is what, that's yeah, what attracted yeah. me to the microphones. It seemed very like um, opinionated, you know, the way you wanted right. to do it. Okay. Yeah, it's, I just find it's really rewarding to um, yeah. to find your own solutions to things. So I'm, I'm a bit the same with my music. I don't want to make music that, you know, sounds like something that, you know, I've heard a million times before either. Yeah. And the same thing carries over into microphones. I want it to be, yeah, something that I can, you know, hang my hat on and go, oh, that's, that's its own thing and it is what it is and it will find its own place in the market. I'm not trying to trying to um make something that fits a specific purpose i just make the best microphone i can mm -hmm. and 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 um yeah it will find its place that's that's fantastic yeah i think mm -hmm. um yeah the marketing has to be kind of tricky because you are a one-man operation right it's just uh just yep. you yeah yeah it's a lot <laughs> i saw that you got reviewed by sound on sound though that was i think that's where i found out about Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think my friend linked it, and I did some research. And I'm like, oh, sound on sound reviewed, and you know, yeah, yeah, kind of nice, um, nice boost. That was a bit on 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 a whim, yeah. quite a, a few years ago now, but um, yeah. So because I was still the microphone's very much been an iterative mm -hmm. um, process, and um, yeah, there's there was a bit of a discrepancy between the specs that I, that they mentioned. Yeah. And like, the phone they got <laughs> I, because it was 10 months between um, I see, when, yeah. when I sent the mic and when the review got published. Yeah. I, and I, I noticed there was a little bit of discrepancy because it says that the HRO2 is, is fully symmetrical, but it's not. I think it has, you know, two yeah. symmetrical ribbon motors. Yeah. No, that was yeah. just an assumption on their side. But, Makes um, sense. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I sent them the new specs, but it didn't hit a, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, didn't, didn't get through. <laughs> but, yeah. um, are, are you still kind of tweaking the tolerances and, and kind of iterating maybe on like a yearly or bi-yearly or you think things have kind of settled into place? Like Things have settled a lot. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the bulk of the structure hasn't changed a lot. It's very subtle tweaks over time, mostly just in things that affect 
um, the way I manufacture them rather than the actual sound. Mm. But I have, there has been, yes, little tweaks here and there that I just carefully make um, over time and see how they, yeah. see how, um, how they work. But um, yeah, sorry, I forgot where we're at. Uh, we're talking about sound on sound tolerances yeah, iterating yeah. over time but i, I actually kind of want to bring it back a little bit because um i was curious about when you mentioned kind of approaching a ribbon it was a little bit more um maybe approachable to build a ribbon microphone with an asymmetric design where you know i i, w- I was where the front and the back are different i was curious on why that is i don't know much about ribbon um it's not it's probably not necessarily easier it's just I liked the idea of it being asymmetric anyway. Got it. Okay. So I wasn't I wasn't resistant to that at all. I, mm, I was okay. just like, well, if, if one sound one side sounds a little bit different to the other, then that to me that's just a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I kind of just that was kind of just default because I liked it, and it happened to um, I came up with a design that that naturally happened. Yeah. Um, but that's it's really just comes down to the shape of the um, the transducer, the actual um, yeah, the shape of the the hair, um, what holds the magnets and gotcha. So it's like yeah, actually, it's yeah. a positional thing where it's like where things are being held in place as opposed to the shape yep. of the ribbon itself. That's right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not to do with the ribbon itself. It's what surrounds the ribbon. But um, yeah, it it just um has a pretty subtle subtle effect. But yeah, I noticed that yeah. especially when I'm using the stereo mic because it is in a it's it's in Blumline kind of configuration mm. with the with the ninety degree angles, and I notice when I'm using it in a, in mid side because it's too asymmetric. The sweet spot's a little bit narrower, but it is like really rewarding to get a slightly wider kind of figure eight pattern rather than purely symmetrical. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. a it's a compromise that I was um, yeah conscious of, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen too many designs like that. It's it's pretty awesome. I think no. I think maybe like somewhere along the travels, I may have seen one, but I don't know. Yeah, I think, I'm not, I think that's pretty unique. I th- yeah, I think it is. To my um, knowledge, it was a case of people were asked before I um, put out a stereo. People were asking for one, mm. and. It was the only way I could do it um, With your at current, the time. Current manufacturing. And so I, I built it and I don't know, I, I just felt like it worked and it was, um, it was a bit different, a bit unique and I'll just, yeah, yeah, just been rolling with it because um, I've only had, had positive um, feedback about it. Wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I did a little bit of research about your line and, uh, I wanted to ask about kind of the differences between the HRP one and the HRO one, because the HRO one is kind of your um, uh, main mm. model, and then the, your, origi- the, yeah, original, the original, yeah. the OG, and then the HRP one is kind of a newer. I don't want to say like flagship; they're all great mics, but like a, a, some subtle yeah. improvements and kind of higher quality components that you imported, including a That's some, right. like transformer from Samar Audio Design, who definitely mm. know, they know their way around ribbon microphones for sure so how did you kind of you know figure out what you wanted to put into was it trial and error or how did you go about making um, the hrp one yeah yeah so i was 
I'd had the the original the HRO one for a few years, and that mic I was pretty keen on keeping the cost down where I could. Mm-hmm. Um, partly for myself, so the parts, the price of the parts wasn't overwhelming, and then also I wanted people who are in a similar you know, financial situation as myself to be able to afford a mic. Yeah, didn't didn't want a, a three thousand dollar boutique mic, at least not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after I sat on that for a while, I um, because you know I sold a few mics and and uh, I was able to just go, oh well, how would I make this mic if I just got rid of the price constraint? And the the answer was, I'd do it exactly the same, except. Um, use a thinner ribbon, which is just a bit harder to handle and mm-hmm. uh, manipulate and corrugate and all, all that fiddly stuff. Tougher to make. Uh, but it also um, responds a bit faster to mm-hmm. a sound wave because of its um, low, low, lower mass. And then the other thing was just buy the best, most well-suited transformer that I could get on the market. And so I, I bought a bunch of different, different transformers and, um, the same, uh, just jumped out at me. Yeah. There was the other ones were really nice and you have to make a decision, you know, but, um, the Cinemag make really nice transformers as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, like but then the same, uh, was just kind of just a clear, clear winner for my particular design. Wonderful. And so I chose that. But um, other than that, just the just the color is different, yeah. and um, yeah, the wiring's just slightly different. But yeah, it's so just a couple of little updates that um that make a big difference for people who are using a mic in a more demanding situation, especially for um instruments that have a lot of harmonic content, mm-hmm. acoustic stuff, and. Yeah, acoustic guitar yeah. Is, a, is a great test of a ribbon mic. Just yeah, so much absolutely. complexity and and the the attack really. I can see that being a big thing that makes a difference. I was curious yeah. about the the so if the ribbon's thinner, um, it's going to be a little quicker to respond. Does that affect like the the tonal balance too much, or is it mostly with like transient response? Is it, is it maybe go a little bit higher in the frequency range? That's that's kind of my knee jerk assumption, but I'm not sure. if yeah. that's accurate. You definitely get the perception of um, hearing a little bit more detail in the high end. Okay. I don't know if it. Ex- I don't think it extends the the respective um, spectrum higher. Gotcha. But you get the perception of it for sure because you're hearing a bit more detail in that transient. That makes sense. Yeah. So it, it gives um, you that psychoacoustic effect of. Yeah. Detail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the tonal balance is, um, yeah, not not a problem mm. in that regard. Wonderful. And yeah. I want I want I was curious about um, kind of your background because you built ribbon microphones. Have you ever tried to mess around with any you know dynamics condensers? Have you ever maybe done no. compare work or just kind of something that's maybe more on the sidelines right now? No, I um, I haven't messed around with condensers at all um 
it's kind of I its own do world. <laughs> all the all the yeah, microphone yeah. worlds are like almost like very discreet. You usually don't see. Sometimes there will be some interdisciplinary stuff, but more often than not, they're a little bit separate in their design principles. Yeah, yeah, I, and because condensers get a lot more into the electronics. Yeah, um, as that's not such a priority to me. I kind of more like the um. Yeah, yeah, the the mechanical sort of aspect of a ribbon mic. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, conde- like dynamics. Uh, I've done some repairs and stuff, but it's really usually just just <laughs> resoldering yeah. a few wires and things. There's but, not a um, lot that can really break on them. I feel like, uh, I mean, occasionally you run into more complicated repairs, like with some of the older like chambered stuff, like electro voices and stuff. But even then, I mean, most of the time it's solder this, yeah. replace that material. Yeah, They're very there's not much very durably built. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I I do a few repairs on ribbon mics while I was, but I kind of am, I'm not really yeah. advertising that anymore because uh um I've got enough going on just trying to <laughs> yeah. juggle juggle my own yeah. line of mics and yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to see the yeah, what's going on in in other people's microphones it's it's always super cool to open something up and see what other people are doing and yeah yeah nerd out a little bit about it yeah yeah how did you so what what was like a good resource for for when you were building obviously there's like group diy which is like a sacred land of crazy resources when you're building stuff but also like did you have a background in machining or anything like that when you went into this or did you just figure it out ad hoc um as you went yeah i very much figured it out ad hoc like um because i really didn't have i mean i've always loved building things and designing things mm-hmm. um so it's always been something that i've has felt very natural to me to do um but i because i've been focused on making music for so long it's not like i had a, a workshop or anything yeah so it was a case of like make one mic with whatever i could and then with the profit of that, buy a tool and then refine the process. And <laughs> Classic DIY. I've just been keeping yeah. on doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been super fun to create my own tools and and figure out my own little processes to um to make life easier. Cause it's it's one thing to make one microphone. You know, it can mm-hmm. be done. You can make a you know, a half like a pretty nice sounding microphone for yourself. That's yeah. that's one thing. But then to um to try and scale it up into a product that you you can make consistently and isn't like torturous to build. Yeah, is, I can imagine the consistency is tough. Yeah, getting the the same mic, you know, image and yeah, presented presented and <laughs> across you know across the seas to so many people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know if that answered your question. No, but, it, it does. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was a perfect answer. I think. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like when people start building microphones, the the DIY aspect of learning how to do all that comes along with it, it's like the first is the first question usually like, oh man, well, can I do this? And then the next yeah. one is, okay, how do I do this? And then that spawns hundreds of questions depending on someone's background. Some people already have the electronics background, you know, or yeah. some people have the the more physical manufacturing or machining aspect, or some people just really like woodworking and they find it's a natural transition to shaping other things. 
So yeah, always yeah. I'm always interested in hearing people's background of that because you never know right. where people are coming from with it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely come at it from sort of a musician artistic yeah. thing, hand like background combined with a, just a love for building things physically. Um so yeah, I, I love the manual labor. I mean, yeah. sometimes a job will get get painful and tedious once you've done it enough times and oh, you yeah. sort of okay, well maybe I'll focus <laughs> on that and try and figure out a yeah. way to make that uh, <laughs> you know a little bit less painful to do. And so you solve that problem and then then you move on to the next problem. Yeah. And um bit yeah, by bit. Yeah, I just love that whole process. Yeah. Getting things more efficient over time, things of that yeah. nature. Have you been working on any? Uh, if you're at liberty to share anything new over at home, or same same models, kind of iterating, building new things, trying to keep up with demand. Anything you've been tinkering on your workbench with? Um, just trying to. Well, I'm going to release the stereo version of the premium model. Ooh, um, pretty soon. So that. That um, I mean, I've done I've done the hard work. I'm just uh, yeah. I want to testing. Yeah, get some kind of audio demonstration hmm. to go to you know to to put up when I release it. Totally. Yeah, but uh, really a, a lot good of sources. Sorry. So get a few good sources. Show off the yeah. Show off the new glamour. Yeah. So I'll see what I can do in that regard. Um. But other than that, just trying to stay on top of it, what I've yeah. already got, and um, it's got to be tough, yeah. Moving, moving new products, yeah, just while keep refining it, building stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. And no, I, I make a lot of music and stuff in my own time, so I, that's a. Uh, do you have any? Thing, uh, do you have um, any links to that? I'd, I'd be super. I'd love to put oh, it yeah, on the yeah, show. I yeah, I, I love when, I when creators of gear show their their stuff yeah do you have a band camp or a spotify what's the yeah yeah i've got yeah all my sort of history on band camp nice. and um i've got a few just a small handful of songs up on spotify as well and yeah yeah i've always got a tune that i'm working on i i tend to take a long time on a song yeah <laughs> I I don't rush rush it. I'm the opposite these days. I'm like, man, any day that I spend more than two or three hours on a song, I'm like, man, I'm moving like a oh, snail's really? pace. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Oh, I <laughs> wish I could be a bit more like. That. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I wish I could. I wish I could spend yeah. more time, you know. And but right, busy, busy. Plus, it's also I feel like I kind of just throw it all up, you know. I know what I want out of it. <laughs> Usually, pretty okay. quick. And I think everyone's method is so different for how they get music out on the page and yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I struggle with it just, grass, just grass is always greener you know it's like i wish yeah. i could spend a little more focus and time on concepts and you know yeah yeah it's some some puzzles come together easy and some puzzles you you know oh yeah you can almost never finish yeah very true <laughs> Well, i'm super excited about that stereo ribbon i can't wait to hear it the the thing that sold me on the original stereo ribbon was the really yep. great drum demonstration that was a oh uh, yeah 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 i love that the person who Adam. the person who who demoed that i humbly request you get that person again because they really they crushed it i'd love it yeah <laughs> it was awesome yeah he's great yeah. um but yeah yeah i'm super happy with how the how the 
um, HRP2 is sounding. That's what it's called, the yeah. premium stereo. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really liking it. So that's that's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, I imagine it's probably a little bit more finicky with, with two ribbons that are thinner to kind of, you got to take your yeah. time building them for sure. Yeah, you got it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. you go through a bit more ribbon foil trying to get that right, get them get them matched yeah and yeah what's that band camp link i'll th- i'll pitch it on the show live oh um if, if you don't mind just so just so people have, <laughs> if people are listening to it they can direct their attention because to my knowledge it's not plastered all over the home microphones website you know i think you should add maybe oh. some, some large banners <laughs> like if you like yeah. the ribbons find out the man the myth the legend behind them wouldn't you know yeah, it I makes tunes? Yeah, I try not to do that. <laughs> I'll do it sometimes. <laughs> the, the just the kind of practicality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I can, you know, record yeah. my own audio samples, and I do. Exactly, I, yeah. you know, I like it, but I try not to. Um... There's a balance. There's a balance between, <laughs> like, I think everyone's different, you know. I, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm always wanna... surprised by how talented so many of the people that create this gear is. Like, uh, I had uh, John from Psycho Circuitry, John Zabo, and he came on here, yep. and... Uh, you know, I found out he made music and not just music, like a lot of music. And, right. you know, this is a person who's known for their plugins. They make great stuff. Um, but now I'm like three albums in and I'm like, wow, this person is productive in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It stuff. can be surprising what people get up to in the in the background. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the band camp is just uh, Nelson Walkham at. No, sorry, nelsonwalkham.bandcamp.com. Excellent. And that's W-A-L-K-O-M? Yeah, yeah. Nelson, W-A-L-K-O-M. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely be perusing that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very varied. So, yeah. you know, if you listen to one song, the other songs are probably not going to be anything like it. So, <laughs> so if, I, if I love one, then I'm, I'm kind of stuck with that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that um, it's interesting that I feel like a, the the variance in music tends to come from like a, a home recordist background. I feel like when you learn how to like record yourself young, you tend to just learn mm. how to record a lot of different types of music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I was someone who had like a style that I just knew what I did and could yeah. stick to it. But Make booking shows a little easier for be. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's people out there in the world who have like a, a sound that fits in with what you do and yeah. I never never had that luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's Beck, you know. You could be like Beck or Cornelius or yeah. one of those musicians with 30 different sounds and it seems to be working all right. That's right. Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's what I, that's what I, I tell myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? It's it's good to see. I like seeing seeing people exactly change it up and mix mix things up. And, yeah, me you too. Know, I don't want to see this band do the same thing from when they're twenty into their fifties. You, know? you don't want to see. I don't know, man. I'm, yeah. I'm on the next uh, Simple Plan tour. You know, I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from thirteen to thirty, it's still still hitting. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. amazing, amazing. How Each long to their own. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Um. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, I think that's all the topics to cover. And is there anything else you want to share about uh about the microphones? 
No, no, I yeah. think that speaks for itself. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah, I just appreciate you. Yeah, oh. your curiosity in what I'm doing and um, and your kind words. So, yeah. Oh, it's my Much pleasure. You know, I, I don't have any sponsors on this show. So my hmm. mentality for doing this whole thing has just been uh, buy some stuff at full price. Yeah. So I'm not biased. And if I like it, I invite people on the show. <laughs> and that that's yeah. been working really well because then I have a frame of reference for what I like about the tools that I'm using, you know. Absolutely. And people are probably more inclined to, to trust what you what you're doing and you're putting out. So Yeah, I don't I don't want to be thing. in a I don't want to be in a position to where people think I'm getting a bunch of free stuff for talking about gear. It'd be nice, no, but sure I think it's probably better if I continue to buy stuff and support the the creators, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope you have a bit of luck with it. Yeah, thanks. So far it's been good and um <clears throat> Yeah, I hope, uh, I guess I kind of lost my train of thought, but I guess I hope, um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope this continues to go well and, uh, you know, I can get more excellent guests like yourself on. Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, all the best with it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Nelson. This has been another episode of the Audio Equipment Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. 